start to a crazy 2020 MLS season. DC United have big smiles on all of our faces after picking up 10 out of the last 12 possible points. A big win at home tonight at Audi Field as we welcome you into Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. I'm John Lee, joined as always virtual this week by Joshua Morgan, Michael Black, and Sam Kastner. And guys, is doing a reboot. Uh, hold on. Sam, we are live still. Uh, it looks like we're back up now, though. Go ahead, John. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's been... It, it, I don't know what to say, really, about, about this team, other than it's just... It's so exciting to watch on, on, on the attacking end. They're, they're pushing forward. Hey, Chad and Sam, can things. you hear me? Yeah, all good. Awesome. Congrats uh, on the three like points, Coach. To be we'll go ahead and get started. Potentially to the post-game we'll go to press Steve conference. Goff first. Steve, go ahead. Man. Hey, Chad. Um, thanks for your time. You uh, Things are getting interesting now. Um, another victory and some results went your way. How do you uh, how do you feel about this, uh, this team's chances of, of getting in the playoffs now? It's great, you know. We're we're clawing our way. We're we're fighting our way to to be in it. Um, you know, it's uh, we'll have to evaluate where we're at uh, tomorrow, essentially. But uh, yeah, once again, they they left it all out there. We found a way, and and that's what we said we had to do tonight was just find a way to get three points. Um, at times, you know, the second half we we probably couldn't have been a little better, but. Um, this time of year, that's that's what it's about is finding a way to get results. And obviously we're we're gaining a little bit of momentum. We're gaining confidence. Um, like I said, you know, the other day is I feel like our guys are starting to feel like something good is going to happen. They're not waiting for something bad to happen. They're they're figuring out a way for to make something good happen. And uh, it's it's a credit to those guys in the locker room. We'll go to Emily Olson. Emily, go ahead. Hi, Chad. Uh, looking at the stats, this is uh, Edison Flores's first 90 minutes since the restart, I think second 90 minutes all season. Uh, what do you see out of him today? And uh, what do you think his role is going to be here down the stretch? Again, we'll, we'll have to evaluate, you know, where we're at from a health standpoint tomorrow. Um, but you can see he's gaining strength. He's getting sharper. Um, he just needs those minutes. And um, I, I was impressed with still how strong, how fresh he was at the end of the game to not only get forward a bit, but I was even, you know, almost happened to hold him back from going forward the last few minutes. Um, and he was still getting back defensively. So we moved him uh, around a, a little bit tonight. And I thought he handled all of the, the adjustments really well. Um, but you can see he, he just needs the minutes and he's going to continue to get sharper. We'll go to Pablo. Pablo, go ahead. Hey, Chad, a uh, bit of a random question here for you. Commented on it during the Philly game, and it looks pretty long tonight. Um, is there a reason for that? Uh, are you guys trying to slow the, the game down? You cut, you, cut, you, cut out, you cut out initially, Pablo. Start, start, from, start from the beginning again. Uh, just a, a simple question. You know, I think I'm not hearing him back. Yeah, Pablo, we're we're getting you cutting out a little bit halfway through. Do you want to give it one more go? 
Uh, Pablo, I'll put it in the chat. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll take one more question and then we'll go back to Pablo's. We'll go to Jason Anderson next. Jason, go ahead. Uh, Chad, obviously you, you kind of tweaked the formation. It looked like with um, more 4-2-3-1 than 4-4-2. Was that about Columbus specifically or was that just to get this group of players in the, the best positions to work together? You know, we, we started the game a, a certain way and we felt like uh, at a certain point we needed to just kind of change uh, the shape of things. So we changed the shape of it a little bit at halftime and tweaked a few things here and there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they they started the game with with some midfielders on the bench that you would typically see out there and um, they're game changers for them. So, you know, to not have Nagby starting the game, Zellerion starting the game, Arter, um, you know, they're, they're a little bit better with the ball when those guys are in. No disrespect to the, the guys that were out there. They're excellent players as well. But, um, yeah, we had a game plan going in and how we were going to go about things, and, and we tweaked it a little bit at halftime. But, um, we, we ended up doing a little bit more defending than we wanted to the second half, but I, I think that was, you know, kind of looking at the score and saying, okay, we're not going to risk a lot of numbers going forward. We're going to take uh, a little bit of a conservative approach, but I would like to see us still be a little bit better with the ball, be a little bit calmer going, going forward and force them to defend a little bit more when we have the lead. But again, it's, it's all about getting results. It, it doesn't matter what it looks like at this point. I'm going to go ahead and uh, read off Pablo's question. He chatted it to me. Chad Pablo's curious on why the field, why the, why the grass on the pitch seems to be cut a bit longer in the past three games. He said that Jim Curtin mentioned it after the Philly match. Anything you want to elaborate on that? No. All right. We'll go to Phil West next. Phil, go ahead. Um, yeah, I just wanted to ask about the uh, the Gressel goal, kind of what you saw there, and talk about his performance tonight. I mean, obviously, it's been kind of a, a strange season for him, but you know, obviously, that's a big goal at a big moment. Yeah, great goal. Um, Great finish. Um, I, I thought he got a lot of real dangerous service in. I thought he helped a lot with our possession. I thought we had some really nice builds in the first half. We were patient at times. Um, we opened up the middle of the field and stretched them out. When we got into the structure we we had worked on, um, and I thought we could have done it more. You know, I, I thought we we could continue to build the game a little bit more from the back again in the second half, but. Um, again, just a, a well-worked goal by the guys, good buildup. Um, and, and that's stuff we've been working on in, in, you know, the practice days that we do have. We don't have a ton of them, but uh, we, we are trying to fine-tune some things here and there. And, and it's nice when you see some of that stuff come to fruition in, in the games. I'll take one final question, Chad. We'll go to Mauricio. Mauricio, go ahead, man. Thank you, Coach, for your time. And congratulations on the third win. Uh, what is the situation with Joseph Mora? I saw that he was a little injured on his head. Do you have anything uh, from him lately? Like what's he's, happening? He's good. Yeah, he's getting some stitches as we speak, um, but that's about all I know. Chad, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. All right, and that is DC United's interim head coach, Chad Ashton, um, at the podium. And, you know, it sounds like more of the same, right? We're just going to keep tweaking little things and just move ahead to that game. What do you guys think? One game at a time. Yeah. One, one game at a time. And very unwilling to comment on the length of the grass. Uh, <laughs> didn't didn't want to just straight up call out 
uh, Tim Curtin there. But uh, so here's what I'll ask guys, and and you know this is interesting times here. DC have now won more games in the past what week and a half than they've won all season. <laughs> uh, and 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 looking at the notes uh, that Michael pulled together before the show, that's three straight now against yeah. Columbus. What's Phenomenal. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? You know, great things happen when you score goals. You know, it, it seems like a very basic premise of the game, but you know, you saw a DC United team that managed to score first, go ahead, was able to hold on to it, and then in the second half was able to come back a little bit, play a little more defensive, defend the result, and come away with three points. It's a way that's it's a very effective way to, to play a game. You know, this team has struggled for a very long time getting that first goal and getting a lead. Making you know, the most of that, but tonight we saw exactly the way this team should win. Well, and it's crazy because you know we're we're going to talk more about it here coming up after we hear from Julian Gressel. But the playoff push is a very real thing now. And and Sam, we we'll get yeah. you the updated data from five thirty eight. I'm going <laughs> to say it's got to be greater than one percent now. Chances to get in. 17% guys there's always hope <laughs> they were left for dead not that long ago and perhaps the most important takeaway from that press conference is that Dallas actually took the lead against Miami they're up 2-1 yes. in the 88th minute so, in, a, in a game that we're now watching other games because this team is so close phenomenal to, to yeah we needed um, at, at the time of the start of the game uh, we needed Chicago to drop points Miami to drop points and as of right now Chicago did drop those points fingers crossed knock on wood put a spoon under your pillow i don't know hope miami is able to not um get a goal back. <laughs> I, I don't know if i've heard that one <laughs> that, that was for snow actually <laughs> uh, i'm gonna come in and put a wet blanket on this guys it, it, look it's I, I looked it up today it's not technically a playoff game you get a play in to the playoffs yeah but we're hot play now to the first round but we're hot now you oh, don't bring the season over <laughs> and you're still playing. Exactly. You're oh, winning it. those games. We've won the last three, right? You just got to win the, all the games. That's like counting. team that we actually want to see play another game. That's like so, counting the MLS back playoffs as like wins. <laughs> like those were just imaginary games. <laughs> we all believe there. Look, I love the way DC United is playing right now. We're like holding a lead while not completely bunkering. It's beautiful to watch. The buildup and control is great. I'm just concerned we're not playing the best teams right now. And if we do get into this playoff situation, it's not going to come off. I mean, Philly's like a good a team. Columbus is a good team right Co- now. Columbus right? is very hurt right now. They started. So are we. Well, so what's interesting about that, Joshua, because you bring up a good point. I was thinking about this earlier, but if you look at the standings right now, right? One, two, and three in the East are Philly, Toronto, and Columbus. And DC United have beat two of those teams and and drawn Toronto twice. I I think the bigger challenge this team had for so long was playing so bad against the teams in the middle and the bottom of the yeah. table, which is, which is just an interesting note about this crazy season, right? I, I don't I'm not out here saying DC. Our right, folks, quick update: we're actually going to have Donovan Pines jump on first before Julian, since Julian will be a little bit of time, but we'll give you both. So Donovan will be coming up in just a moment. If you want to raise your hand for Donovan, thanks. All right, thanks. Since we're uh a little bit remote today yeah (laughs) you're getting a little bit more behind the scenes than what you usually get um that's zach with dc united really appreciate him giving us those updates so yeah john as you're saying it's just a weird antidote on this season right but i i I think 
I don't know. It's I hate to to say it, but do teams want to play DC United right now? I think for a long stretch in the season, you that was circled as a win, but they're playing with with some a little chip on their shoulder right now. Do you know what though? Like, and we'll talk about this during the rest of the show, I'm sure. But I didn't even think tonight was like a, a spectacular showing for us. I thought that. Um, I mean, the past two games, we played a lot better. I think that today um, we just did what we needed to do, right? We got that goal. We kind of still went forward. I thought our passes were a little sloppy at times. I thought we didn't really press as a team at times. But overall, they're like still an exciting team to watch because at no point during this game was I like super convinced that we were going to lose it as, you know, potentially games in the past have been. I'm, I'm going to join Joshua on the, the damper train here. Like, to say that DC United is a team you don't want to play is perhaps a, a little aggressive. Uh, again, we've won a couple of games by one goal. The week goal of the weekend, or the weekend was a um, miracle and, and stoppage time to, you know, well-deserved, but, you know, required a bit of luck. Today, you got one goal. You know, this is not a team that's coming in rolling, ready to put up a lot of goals. And I don't think that... I don't know that the last goal last game was luck. I think that we pressed for it, right? And we continued to pressure them. And we did what we needed to do. We saw Kevin Prita's creativity. <laughs> I, I don't think did what you need you to do is like playoff excitement for me. If I was a team playing DC United, I would just attack the entire time. Because you know they can only score one goal. We, we can only get one or two goals a game. Uh, just just play your good players against us. It's like most of soccer, though, right? Like, we were uh, conceding a lot. Yeah, it kind of depends. Sometimes teams really hit hot streaks. But it's not like there's any game in the league when you're like, yeah, there were three-plus goals every single game. Well, and don't uh, forget, I mean, Ola Kamara is a top-five striker on this roster. And so, I mean, there's a chance that he could score at any moment, <laughs> but probably not. And, and, Hold and, on. Out of how many strikers? <laughs> well, I, I think if Burnbaum was healthy, he might actually be ahead of Kamara at this point. Oh. Pines had a couple shouts one today. To two minutes away, so reminder to raise your hand now. Thanks. It's two minute warning for, uh, for for Donovan Pines coming up. Uh, and, you know, one of the things I'd say about that, Joshua, because you make a good point. I I think with every player tonight, I mean, I, I thought Donovan Pines had a great game, by the way, um, but he also had at least two plays that stick out to me. It's just like, that was an unneeded turnover. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I think we saw that out of Gressel, who had a number of great balls tonight and overall had a good performance. And again, he had a couple giveaways that it's just like, what, why are you know, what, what is going on? So I definitely not as polished as I'd like them to be but I, by I any means. That's what you expect of this team right now, right? Like it's not just going to flip a switch and we're going to be the best team in the league. And that's, you know, what we've been hearing from Chad Ashton during every single one of his press conferences is we're going to look at it. You know, we were able to get the result. There are little things we need to tweak. We're going to keep doing that. Um, we're going to try to fix our mistakes and we're just going to move on to the next game. And really that's the mentality they need right now. What Joshua? Give me I, it, doesn't, it doesn't win you playoff games. I I, I don't think. I, I I don't think doing what you need to do and just trying harder, which which has been Seattle won a, an MLS Cup without Seattle's taking a shot on goal. Seattle's roster so. is probably ten times better. They didn't take a shot on goal that <laughs> year. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> like anything. This is MLS. Well, anything can happen. I, I obviously we're going to need to break this down a lot more after Donovan, but I I would just caution us all uh, against you know moving the ball moving the goalposts a little bit you know it was it was two three weeks ago where we were all laughing at sam for saying we could even make the playoffs and 17 so you're right joshua like we, we might not be winning a ton of playoff games but where this team was just the fact that we're talking about being close to qualifying 
is a dramatic change from where we were a month ago. Sure. Now, yeah, yeah. we've talked ad nauseum on the show about is that should that be the goal for DC United long term? Absolutely not. Um, but but kind of taken in the in the context of this season, I, I'm just thrilled that they're excited to watch it. John, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to point out that we are currently eight points out of seven, which is normally the last playoff. Yeah, yeah. yeah but so. it's 2020, man. It's crazy times. So I think that we, I don't know, did Dallas win it out, John? Hey, Dom, uh, with Zach. How you doing, man? Fifth minute here. Good, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Sounds we appreciate good. it. All right, I think we're going over the press conference right, now. Just a reminder to raise your hand. We'll go ahead and go to Phil West first. Phil, go ahead. Heather, congratulations on the win today. Just wanted to – can you hear me? Yes, I can, Phil. Hello? I can, I can hear you. Oh, no, I can't hear you now. Oops. Can you so get me now? Yeah. yeah. Hello? Phil, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so just want to ask about the the kind of mood of the the players right now. Just you've got a couple games left in the season here. All of a sudden, looks like the playoffs are a possibility where they might have not been a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, the you know, the overall morale of the team is high. Uh, we all feel great. Um you know, I'm really proud of the boys tonight, uh, you know, the men and how we performed tonight. Everyone, you know, dug deep and did their job. And, you know, we came out with a result. And we really, we really wanted to come in and, you know, dominate the game from the start and focus on our strengths. So, you know, playing out the back, trying to be quick with the ball. And, um, you know, we got that goal early um, in the first half. In the first half, And uh, we just need to, you know, stay focused. And, you know, you know, everyone in the locker room was just so, so happy after the game. And it was just a very good atmosphere. Awesome. We'll go to Jason Anderson next. Jason, go ahead. Uh, hi, Donovan. Congrats on the win. Um, did you expect this game to be? It was. There were a lot of stoppages, a lot of um, physical moments. Did you expect that uh, from this game? Uh, not really. Uh, I I felt like uh, it was going to be more. I guess open game. I thought. I uh, thought you know we were going to be able to play more, which we did, and not. It was not going to be a lot of you know fouls, but you know uh, we capitalized on the fouls that we had, and we made sure we you know. Um, you know, digress the time and make sure that we were uh, making the most of the time that was, you know, um, to our advantage. So, uh, you know, when Fish goes down or Emil goes down for a foul, we're trying to, you know, um, waste as much time as possible so we could, um, you know, just like kill the game a little bit and try to ruin their flow. Uh, so, yeah. We'll go to Mauricio. Mauricio, go ahead. Hey, Donovan, thank you for your time. Um, nine shots, DC United. Uh did against Columbus and Columbus only won. What do you think it was the change for this game? It was awesome. What was the conversation from from the coach to you guys? Right. Um, you know, I, it was kind of you know, the same as in the past, you know, uh, three games and um, just stay focused, uh, you know, be, you know, attending the details, be really physical. And so once we were physical with them, I think they kind of backed off a little bit and uh, we just kept being, you know, smart and physical and stayed with our guys the whole game. And we made it really hard for them. And uh, it was hard to get let them get sh get shots off. And I'm really proud of the, de the defense. And, you know, I'm really sad what happened, you know, Joseph. Uh, but I was really proud of Fish going to the left side. And, you know, we were talking as much as possible. And I, really, I was really proud of him coming to that, uh, that role on the left side and did really well on that side um, when we had to change uh, lineup. So uh, the defense, you know, every, everybody did, did their part today. And I'm really proud of the whole team. Awesome, Donovan. No more questions, man. Appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Take care. 
All right, and that is D.C. United's uh, defender, Donovan Pines, who I just love hearing in these press conferences. He is always so positive um, and has such great things to say. Um, did anything stick out to you all? Uh, I appreciate that he was honest about the way we tried to kill the game off the end. You know, yeah. Every team does it. But uh, you know, making sure that you really take your time to recover from injuries, make sure that you're not moving too fast. Within the laws of the game, of course, you know, we drew a card for yellows, but it's nice to be in a position where you can actually do that and not be screaming out of frustration that you're out of time to try to make a comeback. Yeah, and, and he talked about dominating possession, you know, a little bit through through attacking play, and and that's just Everything. not been the game plan for yeah. so much of this season, and 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 that stuck out to me a lot tonight. Is like they were comfortable to possess the ball. You know, in the defensive third, sometimes yeah. when needed, right? They were they were comfortable to play it back, but it didn't feel like you know Joshua. I distinctly remember a game, and, and I there's so many games I don't remember which one, but you talked a lot about just like <laughs> the game plan was recycle. You know, like move the ball forward, see if we get a shot. Okay, recycle it all the way back to Hamid, and that that to me was not what we saw tonight. So much so as just comfortable, hit the open person, keep possession, move forward, and and it was just it was confident. You know, and, and I, I think we've seen that over the last few games. I, I mean, that's what we've all been screaming at our televisions about. Like, guys, if you defend the whole match, you're going to face a lot more shots, and it's going to hey, be a Julian lot harder. Zach, how you doing, man? All right, and I think we're going to throw it over to Julian Gressel now for the post. Sorry for the delay. All good, man. All good. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Buddy. All right, folks. Go ahead and raise your hand if you have a question for Julian. We'll go to Steve Goff. Steve. Uh, Julian, what um, take us through the goal and particularly the the uh, possession and the the link of passes uh, leading to Emil's cross to you? Yeah, it was. I thought it was. I haven't watched it back, but from from the feel of in the game, it felt like it was a pretty good possession in their half, which we've talked about a lot um, in the past few weeks of, of doing that more often, um, which will will create more chances for us in general and and that. You know, I think it's a it's a really good touch from Eddie to put Emil in behind and, and Emil lifts his head and, and, and sees me in the kind of trailing a bit and, and open and put a pass from him. And um, yeah, I get a, a little bit lucky maybe on the deflection, but um, ultimately I think a very, very good team goal. Thanks, Julian. We'll go to Phil West. Phil, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, so same question I put to uh, Donovan. Just wanted to know kind of about the, the mood of the team right now, how you're feeling, belief in getting to the playoffs, those sorts of things. Well, I mean, it, probably as high as it's ever been, to be honest with you. I mean, we, we've just won our third game in a row, and, and I think everybody else lost. So, um, you know, we're, I feel like everybody kind of, uh, kind of forgot about us, and then here we are. Um, you know, and, and we've kind of embraced that over the last few weeks and um, we, you know, we're going to continue to do that and, and try and put ourselves in the best spot possible. You know, I think we're right in the mix now and we're excited, man. We're, we're a group that believes in that, um, that's on the same page that, you know, we believe in each other, no matter who plays, no matter who, you know, comes in off the bench, um, everybody's working for each other and that's exactly what we want. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens over the next two games. Thanks, Julian. I'm going to pause for a couple of seconds, see if anyone else has any more questions. All right, Julian, congrats on the three. Oh, I see one more, Julian. Sorry, buddy. I see one more just came in. We'll go to Mauricio. Mauricio, go ahead, man. All right, thank you. I was about to hang up. Uh, that's good. Thank you for your time, uh, Julian. Excellent uh, performance today. 
what what do you um, expect for the next game? You say you say a little bit uh, of that, but what do you expect for the next game? Uh, being the, uh, three games on a row with a victory. Yeah, I mean, it's another big game, you know. Another, we've kind of treated these last few games as, as playoff games already. And, um, you know, I think our, our performances haven't been amazing, but, you know, we've, we've always outworked the team, it felt like. And, and, and we're going to continue to do that and, and try and uh, try and win that game as well. You know, I th like I said, I think we've, we've won three games in a row. We, we haven't lost in four. And, and we want to continue that momentum and, and not take our foot off the gas. You know, there's two games left in the season. And, we fight for our lives every single game, and, and we're going to continue to do that on Sunday. Hopefully, get another get another win, and, and, and see kind of how everybody else does. But um, yeah, man, we're just excited to to kind of have this shot again and, and be in the mix. Awesome, Julian. That's all we got, man. Appreciate it. All right, and that's DC United's Julian Gressel, pretty much echoing the same feelings um, we have on this podcast to varying degrees. That you know, it's just on the next game, we just got to do what we need to do, get three points. Um, Thankfully, we are off the D.C. United Zoom call now. We're very thankful to be bringing those uh, live press conferences to you all, but it's given our technology a little bit of a stretch today. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be a little bit better um, streaming and being able to hear each other. Uh, we appreciate everybody um, who sticks around live and listens to us and kind of muddles through with us. Yeah, just a reminder for our listeners that we used to be a live in-stadium post-game show <laughs> in front of people, and then we did a podcast on the side. Uh, we've kind of reinvented and gone with the process, just like DC United has. Yeah, and we were not uh, the only ones with technical issues today, so I don't feel that bad. Um, but yeah, just it's, appreciate it's everyone sticking crazy. with it. Uh, sorry, Sam, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I was thinking about it earlier when we were talking through how we're going to pull this show off with kind of everybody remote again, but also having to use Zoom for the, the team and just the sheer number of like iterations we've gone through of connections and everything this year. It's, it's, it's kind of mind boggling and we've always made it work. So, um, yeah, we appreciate, uh, you know, all the, all the listeners putting up with us and look, it's not as bad as things are going for the LA galaxy right now. We're down three nil in the 29th minute. Oh man. Uh, can can I bask in this? Remember, so. remember when they thought Chicharito <laughs> was going to break the league and he has been worse than Kamara. I love it. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's, uh... There was some talk about him coming here at one point. Oh. We might have been Super. mentioned, yeah. I don't... They might not combine for 20 goals. This <laughs> <season>. <laughs> I mean, you know. All right, well, back to DC United. <laughs> um, I loved hearing just the mentality that Gressel had and the entire team has. Um, I know you all tease me so much for being positive, but 17 is a lot less, or a lot more than less than one. So we're moving in the right yeah, direction. I, I venture to guess it might have gone up a little bit after the, yeah. the Dallas Miami result um, as well. Um, yeah, so goal right differential is going to kill this team. But oh, I know. Ahead, we Sam. we can if we. I mean, if we keep getting those three points though, and um, you know, they they've got a couple. Uh, Miami and Chicago have a couple tough games. Um, I think it's Miami, right, that plays Toronto. Um, which which is going to be a difficult game, but uh, regardless, um, John, kind of to what you were getting at before we switched over to Gressel. Um, you know, I, I love to see that higher press from the team and kind of trying to get possession uh, further up the field. Um, but I, I think we need we still need to do it as a team, right? I think the whole team is not necessarily used to pressing. There were a couple times um, when the, the offense was kind of pressing, the defense had dropped back, and there was just this huge gap in the midfield. Um, and they were really able to kind of – Columbus was really able to push the ball up in that way. So those are kind of the little things that I'd love to see this team improve on. Um, 
but I think we still have the creativity up top, right? And sometimes that takes a long time to get, but we've been able to just jump in and kind of get those passes off and at least, you know, see the pass. And even if it doesn't get to the person that's intended to, um, we're at least looking for that, which is a huge step forward. And I think that that is what's making the difference with this team. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as far as mentality goes, to be going forward with a purpose, you know, you saw a goal today from Russell that was the result of the buildup from having people forward, Russell getting into a position. How many times this year have we seen where they would streak up the wing turn the play across in and play it across where there might be a striker if we're yeah. lucky. Other, otherwise, there's, there's nothing there. I mean, Russell was hanging out at the top of the box, waiting for the ball to come and, you know, had an opportunity to hit a strike. Still not quite sure how it made it through the, the three <laughs> defenders there. Thank there goodness were, it did. Uh, yeah, there were a couple too right at the end of the game that Flores just like didn't pounce on. He really looked gassed at the end of the game. But I, I think that we could have gone up by another one um, had he just kind of gone the extra couple feet and like played on oh, that, that ball. That, that Sorga shot, I, thought, I could have sworn that was yeah. Yeah. for the back corner. Got flashbacks from that New Jersey game. <laughs> uh, I, I was just checking the polls, and, and despite all the flack that he's gotten all season on this show, Julian Gressel is now tied for golden or second in golden boot on the team. With the rest of the team, with, I think. With, <laughs> with the entire the back line. other players, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but we got to give to him props. To be fair, I'm only two goals out of the goal. <laughs> second place. I mean, come on. Uh, I got time. I got games to go. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah, I mean, I think Gressel got into it a little bit more this game. Um, there were still a couple plays I would have liked to see him do a little better in, but um, he he was getting into it. I love seeing his little baby goal celebration. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they cut away from it, but I think I saw him tuck the ball underneath the shirt, which is exciting news for for him and his wife. They're uh, almost due. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that? Yeah, we knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's almost. He's about to have a kid soon. Yeah. I think. He bought a house in Virginia. I'm pretty sure, and so I've stopped stalking him so much on on Instagram now that we don't live in the same neighborhood. Uh, Nothing yeah. creepy at all. Yeah. <laughs> what a proclamation <laughs> to make live. I said I stopped. <laughs> Julian Gressel will never appear on the show. Again. Oh, Thank man. I believe he did announce that he was having a kid either like the day after our our show with him. Oh, yeah, It was yeah. like That's... him and Burnbaum both announced like the day after. And it was like, all right, you had a yep. prime opportunity on the show, but whatever. We won't hold it against them. They're still welcome to come back anytime. <laughs> yes, man. We've been going off the rails this show. <laughs> Talking about everything but this yeah. game. What did y'all think? You know, there were a couple of injuries picked up and you heard a little bit about the, the knock to Bora and then you saw Asad get subbed out with uh, forgetting his, uh, his Achilles stepped on but he was still able to kind of hobble around you know certainly not great for a team that's already uh, a little depleted of pretty much every spot on the field yeah I'm gonna add um, not an injury but Briant is um suspended suspended for next game card. yeah thank you because I guess he entered the field a little early what a preposterous, as I said on Twitter, yellow card to give. Like, and it was interesting. I, I didn't see the referees live and, and what they were, you know, what interactions they were having. But I think it was either the black and red account or or one of the other accounts that cover the team. But they basically said the referee motioned him on. Uh, but then he mo- motioned him on like a couple seconds after he had come on. And it just... That, that's a crazy yellow card to give, I yeah. feel like, under any circumstances. And obviously, unrelated and, and something that, that Samir Petrescu couldn't have known, but, like, 
just sucks even more that that was his fifth and now he's suspended next week when we're already short on center backs like are we going to see Knaus, uh you know plugging in again <sighs> at the weekend it's just it's not ideal well we could see a back line of Paredes Canals Pines and then Fisher I guess because of injuries uh, we're injured at every single place in the back line right now it's insane or injured or suspended yeah it's I don't know. Yeah. And you don't know how, how serious Duyashim's concussion is. I mean, any concussion can be very serious. Um, but you yeah. don't know if he'll be able to come back sooner rather than later or if that's going to keep him out long term. Oh, man. That's frustrating that that you know, just kind of dropped midweek on us. We weren't tracking that after the last game at all. Every time, yeah. I, hear that, every time I hear that word, I think of uh, Chris Rolfe and sunglasses, oh, and man. it just hurts me yeah. inside. Yeah. Like Josh Gross. We've, we've lost a lot of good ones in D.C. to concussions. Go ahead, Black. Sorry. Yeah, and, and you hate to, to see it, you know, pop up as a thing after the fact. You know, didn't apparently affect it during the game enough to, to get attention, and then uh, still having it affecting, you know, three or four days later. You know, that we're certainly hoping for the best for him, uh, for sure. Yeah, but to get back to that back line, I mean, it's obviously not the ideal starting back lineup that you want when you're making that playoff push. But I'm like kind of excited to see what that would look like on the oh, Sam, stop. <laughs> I knew that I was gonna get these looks but uh. I mean I think I think that Pines played really well um he's been playing really well I think that Russell played really well um last game at center back um you all uh I believe it was John gave him man of the match um our Twitter listeners agreed um we did the poll and he he got man of the match from them um so I think that they could be a very interesting pairing and then I think that um Paredes and Fisher are both really offensive players and they can definitely push up the field. Um, And that's, you know, what we've been seeing of this team. It's what we've been asking of. It's what's been making this team successful in the past four games. So I actually like would be super interested to see what that defense is able to do. You know, the lineups come out the last couple of games and we've always said, well, no kids, you know, obviously expecting that. You know, hopefully our going to get time out there, especially considering the number of stuff you have. But, uh, you know, this might be a game where you do end up seeing uh, these guys who have become an integral part of what this team has been uh, this fall. I, I want to take the time. This, this show is basically just a, just a collective France, right? I, I, I was strolling through MLS social media and I saw they tweeted, like, who is the most underappreciated player in MLS? And, and there was a Joseph Mora shout on that post, which just got me thinking uh, – is he is he that under? I, I think John's a Joe's pretty big solid. I, I've always been a big Joe. All right, y'all. Um, I'm gonna pause. We have we have a phone call coming in. Um, yeah, let's take it. Hey, thanks for calling. You're on with Tried and True. Who are we talking with? Oh, this is Dave Johnson. Oh, hey, Dave Johnson. How's it going? Good. I'm doing well. And and uh, the deal was, I get to come on after a win, right? Yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. Sir. We finally have you on. Um, what did you think of the game tonight? Well, I, as we we said tonight, uh, that the that to me showed real maturity uh, because there were some dicey moments, uh, but they again had a lead and and played it out and got the, got the result. And it was something that Chad Ashton talked about earlier in the week that they were you know it, the, yeah the bigger picture. There's lots of things they can get better on. But now it's just finding a, a way to, to get three points because they are serious about 
this playoff push. It's not uh, some pipe dream. And certainly now, if you look at the standings, it's it's not a pipe dream anymore. So I, I understand Columbus didn't have Zardis and et cetera, et cetera, and you can put asterisks on it. But you know what? You, you, you deal with the team you're playing at that point. And I, I thought they managed that game from, from start to finish. Um, I don't want to say perfectly because, as I said, there were some dicey moments or times that they had trouble dealing with the, the Columbus press, and they, they were a little bit too casual playing out of the back. Um, but I, I think the fact that it, it, I, I haven't seen the final stats, uh, they, they were out shooting Columbus for a large portion of the game. Uh, they, they weren't going to just sit back and, and absorb pressure. Um, this is, a, this is a, a bright finish to the season, and, and I, I think um, it, it just says a lot that you know, Chad Ashton's message to the team was, after the coaching change, go out and play like Ben Olsen like, as a player. And right now it can be said that this group of guys is playing like Ben played as a player. You can't say uh, anybody left it on the field, uh, didn't leave it on the field tonight. They certainly did. Yeah, David, looks like D.C. United outshot Columbus 9-7 to uh, with both teams having one shot on target. Uh, we're, we're super excited with the recent form. Only two games left in the regular season. Do you think D.C. United has what it takes to get past these last two teams, especially New England? Well, I, you know, and I, I think New England lost tonight, and so they're not going to be in a good mood, but not that, you know, <laughs> people's feelings should go into it, it because each match is its own thing. But I, I, it's going to be tough. It, it's a road match. Um, but I, I do, and I, and I just I, I think about Moses Nyman. Uh, you know, tonight comes off the bench and, and – Draws three critical fouls, and uh, what's so or Kevin Paredes and his role in the game-winning goal the other day in Atlanta. The moment doesn't seem too big, you know, for young guys. Griffin Yao tied that game up against against Toronto. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't rule anything out because this this team it really does have confidence and belief and. You know, it was it was concerning, uh, and we don't know. What the, I have not heard the, the thing that uh, the final result of Joseph Mora. Uh, you know, he's had such a wonderful season, so that would be a critical blow if if he can't go on uh, Sunday. And obviously, we're gonna we're gonna have to play without Fred Briant because he got that. It was a <laughs> crazy yellow card for you know coming back on the field too soon. Yeah. So you know, he's got an accumulation of cards. So. You know, there's going to be some challenges, but again, I, I never, I never saw this. I never saw a three-game winning streak coming. So yeah. at this point, you know that's why you tune in and that's why you stay with this team because uh, they certainly have given us a big twist in the tail in the end of the season. Hey, David, Sean, can you hear me? Uh, I guess not. I, uh, we we have a couple a couple of our co-hosts are, are remote this week. We tried to do a, a comms check with them. It's not working currently. We're getting really excited for this team, but we're worried about all the injuries as well. Uh, we talked about a potential back line for next game that includes uh, Paredes for Mora, Canals for Birnbaum, Pines for Bryant. Yeah. Uh, it's looking pretty thin, but the, but the team has been pretty pretty deep. Uh, uh, like you just talked about, the, the young kids stepping up. Uh, what do they have to do to, to, to take that step next game? Well, I think, you know, the probability is you will see, as you said, Canals back, you know, in a, in a, in a center-back role. And, again, it's, it's we looked this up. He had never played center-back 
uh, in a four-back system before Saturday in Atlanta. So, but uh, he's just such a special player because no matter where he's assigned, he he just performs <laughs> so well. And and uh, you know, I think Kevin Bradis gives you, if that's the way you have to go, an excellent option at, at, at left back and can continue help continue. Um, what needs to continue is is a, a DC United team that do, you know doesn't spend all game defending and is it is creating things and and, you, and you're seeing that that simple joy and whether it's a Julian Gressel or um, uh, you know the other thing that that I think you know, has to continue to happen is and I think this is this is what the next few games are critical for for Edison Flores because. Uh, a variety of circumstances, the pandemic, the stop start, he comes to a new team, he's hurt. Um, you know, speaking of New England, of course, he got, that's where he got the concussion, the facial injuries. Um, we really have not, you know, been able to really see the full unwrapping of, of Edison Flores. And, and uh, you know, as Chad told me this week that he was going to put him in the role he put him in tonight because he wanted him to make more of an impact on the game offensively, but also help defend. I mean, he's a smart player. Uh, his back heel on the goal, the, the Gressel goal, was just an example of his vision and skill. So, you know, I, I think for us to, to be successful is just to continue uh, what the trend of what we've seen in, in recent games and also look for Edison Flores to to, to be more of an impact player uh, in, the, in, the, in his last I can't believe I'm saying it. Last two games, it's gone gone by so fast. Uh, I think that's going to be critical to DC's success. Hey, Davey, there. All right, I think we might have lost him. Oh, Oh, hey, Davey, there. I'm here. I'm still here. Awesome. You cut out a little bit. Could you just repeat that last part of what you said? I said I was going to buy you all a beer if we made the playoffs. <laughs> we will hold you to it, Dave. Uh, a couple That's the best news of 2020. <laughs> yeah. We're getting a couple of questions from our fans here and kind of combined. We, we've seen a bunch of different forwards uh, rotate, and, and you finally get to say it's in the net again, and we love hearing it. Uh, who do you think we should start up top going forward, or should it continue to be this rotation that we've seen? You know, I, I think I, I'd like to. I'd like to see. Uh, um, I, I think going forward, or uh, I would like to see the the what we saw tonight. Uh, and again, the caveat that you're going to have to bring a Paredes in, you're going to have to bring a Canales in. But I'd like to see Flores in that in that role where he's. Uh, you know, he 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 tends to drift to the left anyway. But uh, and Assad playing that number eight role, he, he certainly. Play well because he is a, a clever, inventive player. But I, I think the, the strategy Chad used tonight, and, and I think Rebus gives you a dynamic of, of, of being able to hold up ball and help, help with possession. I, I would like to, to to go with that as, as a starter, and why not continue it? Because I, I think it, it showed some promise tonight. And then you know, yes, you like you did, you introduce a Kamara or or. Um, or you know, uh, you know, you put in Sorg in a situation tonight where you know you're not going to get shortchanged in a work rate on on Sorg, and, and at the very least, he was going to make life difficult for the Columbus defenders as they tried to play out of the back. And he, well, he almost gave 
close to giving us another one of those late, you know, dramatic goals mm-hmm. like he did against the, the, uh, the Red Bulls. Not as dramatic because there would have been a lot of time left, but he missed by much on that, that chance in the box. And I, and I liked the way he composed himself and, and got that shot off. So, you know, I would like to, to see him stick with where he put Flores tonight and, and uh, start Rebus up top, and then, and then you adjust from there. Yeah, we, we, we love to hear it, and we loved seeing it tonight. It, it definitely paid off. Uh, uh, you definitely have a better eye on the team than, than most of any of our fans here. Uh, they want to know what was the biggest change uh, that's been going on with D.C. United since the coaching change. Uh, is it what you said, that well, they're, they're playing like Ben Olsen on the field, like as a player, or, or is there more that we yeah, can see? I, I, you know, I think it's – it's um, it, this was just a, a – challenging season in, 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 in for every team. So uh, and that's not singling out these United. The, um, the, 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 the pandemic, but then you throw in the, the, the injuries where, we, you know, when we were talking about, it seemed like every game we were talking about, well, there's, there's six potential starters, you know, missing from the lineup. Um, it, it was, it was really just a, a perfect storm. And this is, this was not a team built, that is, that is so exceptionally deep. Um, again, we're talking about young players making an Im- impact, and that is that is terrific. But again, in, in any professional sports league, you know, young players are, are just coming along. You don't expect them to be uh, the, the players that lead yeah. to the promised land of, of the playoffs necessarily. So, uh, from the from the start, losing Paul Ariola before we played a game. Um, uh, you know, obviously had an impact, and and, and I just think now you, you do have you have an Edison Flores coming back. You have players, I say that getting healthy just as we lost more and continue to have worm bump, but uh, you know that's that's part of the story. And, and I think also um, you, you have a situation where uh, when a coaching change happens, it, it's 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 the the nuclear option, and and I think. You know, at this point, players have got the message that, look, just go out and play and see what happens, and, and they're making it happen. But it's it's not necessarily, I don't think, it's not because um, they didn't like Ben Olsen or, or um, uh, because, again, Chad Ashton was Ben Olsen's top assistant, yeah. period, for the longest time. So it's, it's not like there's been a cleaning of house. It's just... It's something that happens in all sports where, you know, a head coach, the music at some point stops. And and for D.C. United, you know, it, it's not a particularly deep team. It always reminds me of, you know, before the 2013 season, we were coming off the 2012 playoffs and there was lots of optimism. And that was the, you know, I can't hold it. You can't hold us back playoffs. And yeah. we beat the Red Bulls in the snowstorm and et cetera. And, and I still remember Ben in spring training telling me that, you know, we'll be okay, but if we get some key injuries, it could be a long season. But we got some key injuries, and that turned out to be the three-win team that miraculously or, you know, found a way to still win the, the U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's a team that couldn't withstand the injuries that withstood. And, uh, but, you know, timing's funny in sports, and, and now you have a situation where, uh, they're, they're just playing loose and hungry and they're getting results. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, Dave, we really appreciate your call in. We love hearing your input. You've obviously um, been following this team for a while. And like Joshua said, um, you just see this team differently than we get to do at home. Um, so we appreciate you calling in. We appreciate um, all the positivity you have. And we're looking forward when it's safe to grabbing beers with you to celebrate DC United making the playoffs. Yes, no, we're, de- we're definitely <laughs> going to do the beers. And, and I, yeah, I called it to, to share some thoughts. But again, I just called it to to also just thank you for for uh, all that that you all do uh, in doing this because this is this is the most important part to have that kind of uh, supporter passion and, and to do it the way you do it consistently on and here we are on a on a Wednesday night at, at whatever time it is and uh, you know that's the most important thread to, to keeping the growth of the the game going is is the wonderful supporter slash. A media culture that that you create with with uh, with podcasts and and a listen line that'll even accept a call from a rambling broadcaster that's been up <laughs> since two in the morning and is probably making no sense. But I did want to say thank you for all you do and and thanks for the invitation. Thank you, making uh, perfect sense, and you're always welcome to call in with uh, tried and true. Do you have a, a three a three in the morning hit again tomorrow, Dave? Yeah, I'll be I'll be up talking on WTOP, so I've got a. I've, I've got to get to bed and hopefully make more sense on WTOP because they don't give me as much time as you've given me here. So, so I'll be, I'll be, and I, it'll be great talking about a, a DC United uh, victory tomorrow on, on WTOP. Always time for you, Dave. Because I get a Dave. shameless free plug-in. <laughs> always, oh, of course. Al- always time for you, Dave. Thank you so much. All right, and I hope I hope those beers. I hope you're thirsty, <laughs> and I hope I'm buying you guys beers. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you so much, Dave. Well, we told you guys before, you never know what's going to happen on this show with, with technical <laughs> glitches and whatnot, but apparently we get calls uh, from Dave Johnson nowadays, and so uh, I'm a little bit stunned as throws off. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Go <laughs> Man, you love to hear from him. I just love like that also positivity he brings. I love you guys, but you're not necessarily as positive as I am all the time, so I love <laughs> <laughs> hearing him back me up a little bit and saying that we're totally going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Well, and yeah, I did a little bit of a little bit of a rundown there while while Dave was talking. As we mentioned last week, us us being remote, uh, I wasn't able, and, and neither was Michael able to interact. He's heartbroken about with it, Dave. There, <laughs> uh, no, not at all. I was, I was not upset. But um, I, I ran some quick numbers here, and and obviously looking ahead at the upcoming games, two games left for DC. Um, Chicago have the game in hand, as you guys mentioned. Uh, earlier in the show, but Miami and Chicago and DC are all sitting on 21 points right now, which is uh, kind of crazy. <laughs> we, we were talking about 2013 level season, and, and you know to be on 21 points now with with two games to go. I mean, it's not great, but it's it's much better than we thought. And looking at these games, Miami it plays away to Toronto, which is in Hartford, and then they've got the dreaded home game against Cincinnati to wrap up the season. We know that's a trap. Uh, so, so we'll see what they can do with that. Chicago, obviously, with the game in hand, but not an easy run for them. They're away to Nashville, who are almost ready to clinch a playoff spot if they haven't already, uh, away to Minnesota, and then home against NYCFC. And then Montreal is on 23 points, but they're home to Orlando, and then they come here to D.C. in that last weekend. Um, Ooh, and so obviously DC yeah. play New England for the yep. 48th time on Sunday, <laughs> and then they're home against Montreal to wrap it up. So some fascinating games here as we come into the final stretch of the season. 
it's within reach, and the updated figure uh, from 538 has it at 22% shot. That oh, make the playoffs after Amazing. Uh, Which look, is, you know, like the average age of our players right now, so it's pretty <laughs> phenomenal. I, Dave's got me throwing the wet towel into the dryer. DC Niner are making the playoffs. <laughs> yes! I need that beer. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I need that beer with Dave. Uh, if, we make the play- if we win a playoff game, uh, I'll send beers to our, our followers in the chat. <laughs> Oh man, I have some Heineken 0.0 that they say here. You guys can have just all. Went so far off the rails that Michael Black just left. The show. <laughs> he just dropped. He's gone. He's not here anymore. Oh, maybe he's back. <laughs> he's eating jump up for many. So this Black, is real we're, life. We're worried that Joshua went so far off the deep end. Like, I'm done. I can't. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm so overwhelmed by having Dave call in that uh, just face can't even be seen. <laughs> um, I love it. What are some of the people? What are some of the people in the chat saying about making the playoffs? Because they're, as we said last and always, you know, they're very soccer knowledgeable. So I'd love to hear um, the opinions they have. I know we're on a little bit of a delay broadcasting. So, um, you know, we're just going to have to wait. Um, Please put in the comments what you think about the playoffs. But I, I, guys, I really just think we're moving in the right direction. Everyone's just just riding the wave of this win. I I brought it up. I was like, hey, do I need to rein back this group? Like, are they getting too excited? Uh, but Brian said, just just enjoy the win that we just got. Exactly. Uh, two more games left. Look, ah, you guys are normally just like the worst about getting overhyped <laughs> about. No, just, I like, always believe. Long shot. I odds. always knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. I always knew we could turn it around, man. <laughs> yeah, in 2013 too. Well, yes, I, I, same. Yeah, still, <laughs> we won the Open Eric. Cup that year. That's Ben's only trophy. Who? That's true. <laughs> oh man, Dang. brutal. But so, so Eric's mentioned in here, and, and this is exactly where my head's at, right, is just feeling a little iffy with the New England game. And, and you know, longtime listeners know my frustration with New England this year. I, I, I just – we have to get past them. It's, it's almost like one of those, like, you play a team so many times, you're bound to beat them. And, and it feels <laughs> like the writing's kind of on the wall for DC United to get that win. And, and then, you know, Montreal late, late season games are always a trip with this team, whether it's blowing them out, you know, in the first year of, of the Rooney in the out of field era, or it's, you know, going up oh, to man. Montreal and, and getting the one shot, one kill. Yes. When, uh, you know, the, those late season games, against, impact, they're always, always fun too. So, yeah. It's promising too, that Montreal's right on that line with us and we play them, right? That's like basically a six point game right there uh, on the final All the drama. Day. I mean, we're going up against Bruce Arena and Richie Williams in the first game. And then, yeah. uh, 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 so so friends there, and then foes with Thierry Henry in the final <laughs> game. Oh man, this is just, they they write themselves. <laughs> we we might have to do like a live watch along for that final game. And obviously, oh, we can't we can't stream the game, but we could we could do the show, you know, live during the game and, and give our reactions or something. We'll we'll figure that out. If you let us know if you'd be interested in that, because we'd be interested right? in providing it. But if everyone just kind of like shook their heads and they were like. <laughs> oh, John, you're reaching. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, you all know I've criticized the, the format before, but the fact that we do have a situation where a lot of teams are still in, in the hunt. You know, I think I just saw a push notification that four teams just qualified tonight in New England, Nashville, and a couple others. But the fact that you do have more teams that are still involved this late, even though, frankly, based on the majority of our season, we probably shouldn't be in that conversation. Uh, it, it is exciting. It makes you feel a little bit 
like a European league where you know you're at the bottom and still have stuff to play for. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go fully into, into that direction, but uh, it, it is you know, quite a sight to behold, and uh, we're in a much better spot than we were a week ago. Yeah, and that's promising that Mon- sorry, John. Uh, that's promising that New England has already yeah. clinched, right? Less to play for. Yeah, they have less to play for. They might be resting a little bit. Um, I'm I'm sure that Bruce Arena is going to want to bring a little bit of extra because it is against DC United. But um, I mean, he's also got to play smart if they want to make that long play and run playoff run, right? So it it'll be interesting for sure. And that that's a really quick turnaround. That's just a couple days from now. Yeah, in, in the European. The European comparison, I actually think, is is a good one because you, you know, for for so long, you know, we we all were kind of thinking it, but I think a large part of the fan base was like, you know, thank God we don't have Pro Rail or DC United would be relegated yeah. this year. But I, I think looking at, at the results we're seeing right now, this team actually would stay up, you know, and and, and they're close to even staying up within the East based on you know, where they <laughs> where they finish, right? So. Um, it's interesting, and, and we still owe you guys a pro rail show in, in the offseason. Oh, no. We promised it a lot during the, uh, <laughs> during the coronavirus hiatus. Um, uh, but go ahead. I was just going to say, I want to shift back to the game a, a little bit because one of the things that I think just kind of embodies where this team is at right now is the is the goal they scored tonight. It was such yeah. a team goal. You know, I, w- I was impressed with, with, you know, Fisher kind of setting it up. But I, I even tweeted during the game, three guys who I, I know I've personally dogged on the show this season were all involved <laughs> in that goal. You know, uh, Is there Zod, a player on the uh, team that you haven't? Or <laughs> Well, it, it, look, it, it's not been a great year, guys. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're, we're flying high at the moment, but there, there were some dark times. Uh, Flores had just one hell of a back heel. Yeah. To, to set up Assad, Assad gets it in, and, and and Gressel gets off a great shot. It took a bit of a deflection, but you know those are those are three guys who've they would probably tell you haven't had the best season this year, and and um, you know to see all three of them plus Fisher. And, and by the way, don't sleep on Fisher because Chris Duyashim basically played him out of a spot the last couple games. I yeah. Mean, they they'd been rotating in and out a bit, but I, I think the 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 hot hand, if you will, was with Chris until he got concussed. And, and Fish put in a great shift tonight as well. I mean, as a full Jamaican international, that's what you would expect from a player of that level. Uh, <laughs> that's a callback. That's uh, a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go back and watch our, our show from the, the hiatus to figure out what's going on. We interviewed Fisher. But you're, but you're totally right that you know, a lot of this has been about getting opportunities. That's one of the things that Dave talked about as far as the young guys getting on the field. And it's something that we you know, speculated that moving forward, you know, we're going to be better off from having had a chance to play guys like Paredes and Yao and get them real meaningful minutes now rather than, you know, in the out years. So getting time on the field, getting, you know, solid minutes. And it's possible that we're going to see the, the fruits of that sooner rather than later, you know, as soon as this year. So that's a, a really exciting place to be and yet another reason to play against yeah, the thing too um, about this playoff push is that when we make the playoffs and we enter that first game, I think that our mentality is going to be different this year than it has been in previous years. And I've been very vocally uh, frustrated about Ben Olsen, um, how he approaches the Ooh. playoffs. Um, no, just in the past, you know, he's kind of been like laissez-faire about it. You know, he's like, oh, you know, it's 
you know, I just think about last year when we lost it or we tied to Cincy and he's like, what, we're in the playoffs. And then you kind of saw how the team like entered the field during those games. It was kind of like, we deserve to be here. It's just going to kind of come to us. Um, and that never panned out in these past several years. So I am really excited to make the playoffs and then to see how this team with this different mentality is able to do I think especially because like we're riding this wave right of these recent victories the team is riding this wave of these recent victories and they really believe especially when we're able to get over that line they're going to have this incredible mentality that we can really make anything possible because this is what we're doing right now right so it'll be so much fun to watch you heard a little bit of that in in Gressel's uh, and we didn't have a lot of questions from the press for him probably because there's not much to talk about. They're just winning games. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was like, hey, people people need, to, or he didn't say they need to take notice, but yeah, we're, we've kind of been slept on for a while because we were bad, but now we're good. Pay attention, kind of. I, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a weird vibe. We've won three in a row somehow. Uh, maybe, maybe we can, maybe, oh man. Guys, stop. Uh, We've turned Joshua. And Joshua, people are going to hold you accountable, too. We got a text from Ryan. It did not take us much, right, to get back into the playoff conversation. Sorry, John. Um, But, yeah, he said we're making the playoffs five straight wins to end the season, and I'll be awaiting the free beer offer after we win a game in round one. Look, Dave's going broke. If that happens, Dave owes me one, so I'm balancing out. (laughs) Also, no, we got two people to watch the Montreal game, Uh, Eric and – Oh man, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Brian from from YouTube, uh, always yeah. in the comment section. So so we might have to we'll throw that together. Out. Yeah, maybe Decision we'll do a Zoom day. call or something. That'd be fun. Um, you know, watch watch amongst fans um, in this crazy year that we haven't necessarily been able to. Speaking of beers, we're live here on Tried and True, the DC United post game podcast presented by Heineken, and, and we do have to shout out our friends uh, at Across the Pond before yeah. I forget, like I usually do, and do it at the very end of the show. Um, Across the Pond, obviously, is a big, big uh, friend of the show. They, they've been supporting us throughout the season, uh, and of course, um, they're open for in person dining or. or take out um and you can get five percent off your order uh they're using the post game or using the post game podcast that's good using the <laughs> promo code rather podcast yeah i can get it all out <laughs> <laughs> as dave said it's late on a school night <laughs> john's also coming off that vacation phase. uh no <laughs> so guys uh should we do the man of the match segment yeah who did dc united sure. award to uh, Julian Gressel, Julian Gressel. Gressel. The team gave it to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. For that goal, should have known, should have known. Yeah, they're pretty easy to predict. I, I'm not going to differ too much. I, I thought, man, just with the – we've kind of snubbed him a little bit. He's been playing better and better as, as the season has progressed. Uh, the team – it was a, just a good overall team performance. It was just weird to say for this team that wasn't playing well as a team before. Uh, they didn't have to bunker because players were playing well. Julian looked really good, uh, got in a couple good crosses, uh, and, and then tucks away the goal to become number two in the golden boot race for DC United. He's my man of the match. I would like to point out also that Joshua was wearing a different jersey at the start of the game, and then Gressel scored, and he changed jerseys into his Gressel jersey, and I was like, you, you can't change jerseys while we're winning a game. Um, we didn't end up scoring again, so maybe I can blame that on Joshua, but I was terrified. Let him know whose jersey I was wearing when we scored the goal to win the game. That's what I thought. It was Acosta, who's Lucho. no longer with this team. <laughs> Whatever. Acosta's... Lucho comes back to this team and they win. That's what I'm getting out of saying. Lucho is Joshua's man of the match. 
this is rough because I can't mute Joshua this week. <laughs> so we're just going to have to deal with this. <laughs> John, who would you give it to? Oh, man, I was really hoping I could get away with going last. No. Um, I, Sam, I'm with you, though. I mean, it, it was just – it was such a – or I, actually, I think Joshua, you said it. I, it. It was such a team performance tonight, um, which you love to see. I mean, Donovan Pines was huge again. Um, I Man, it's it's tough. I For some reason – Junior Moreno sticking out in my mind again, just from a from a defensive effort, and I don't really know why. I, you know, sometimes when I look at the man of the match, I, I try to just think of like who is the player that I was regularly excited to see them do a thing, and and, and I'm going to give it to Moreno tonight, and I, and I don't know if I can do much more to explain it than that. John's just, yeah, just going with the vibes. Black, what about you? Yeah, the, the Moreno shot's interesting because I had a similar thought that you know you really seemed like he was involved. Um, but I'm not really going to go that direction because I don't have anything to back it up either. Um, I think Gressel as the goal scorer is, is really hard to, to count against that. But as we've talked about, it was a complete team performance. You know, and the goal was a result of several guys you know, creating good skills, and they continued to, to play well together throughout. I think for me, this felt like the kind of game that in some other instances this season, we would have given up a silly set piece or a opportunity where we failed to mark on defense and had a, a single defensive lapse uh, and that would have cost us the game. You didn't really see that tonight. You know, they didn't put us under a lot of pressure on the shots. Uh, and I think a lot of that stems from having Fred Briant in the field. So uh, I saw a couple of times where you know, he was you know, making good clearances and getting guys set up, you know, him back there working with Phil. Uh, so I think for me, the fact that we won 1-0, held him to a shutout with a limited number of shots. All right. Um, my honorable mention is going to be um, Assad, mostly just to like at John a little bit. Um, I think he's been playing really wow. well. Um, Spike <laughs> of the match mentions. Wow. More so and more so, he's been playing super well. Um, but my man of the match, again, is going to be uh, Donovan Pines. I think he's just been playing really well. You know, there was a, a cross, a pretty good cross he had in. You know, he had a couple shots on goal. But he also had um, some pretty good defensive plays. There were a lot of um, – there were a couple key plays in the box um, that were a little touchy for me. I was a little bit afraid. Um, potentially, you know, a young defender would have gone down and made that tackle and kind of given up that silly PK, but he – kept his composure he was like really quick on his feet and he was able to win the ball for us so um donovan pines for me i think that's a fair shout sam what's interesting about pines to me is in in the scariest most clutch situations he's he's perfect you know he, he's just he shuts it down he does exactly what's needed pines makes mistakes in situations where you can afford to make mistakes you know like yeah. some of his turnovers are just like oh my god there was no pressure like how did you play yeah. that ball there like you could have done four other things but yeah when, when he has to step up big you know i think he's he's really coming to his own on the season and I, the one thing i think that I'm, I'm now looking back on moreno i think the clearance off the line was pretty big yeah. for, for me i mean he was he was definitely in the right place at the right time but just having the presence of mind to be stacked up on the line that we've seen this team not do that this yeah. year on set pieces and and so that was that was clutch for me all right, good diverse man in the match group. I like it. What else do we I have? I to vote on those polls, by the way. I usually vote. On my oh, I totally do, too. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> We're all out here cheating. <laughs> oh, man. So, so yeah, just lo- looking around the league or around the team a little bit, rather. Um, 
some big news DC United kind of dropped yesterday. Uh, they have a new partnership with FanDuel uh, to be the official was it sports betting partner uh, of the team, and I think perhaps more importantly and and more exciting for for. DC fans and, and residences, they're going to have a sports book uh, opening at the stadium, which is interesting because Caesars is is the sleeve sponsor this year, or at least for for a chunk of the season, and and they had a partnership, and it sounds like they kind of rolled some of that back and, and switched up with FanDuel, but I think it's a ten year deal, which yeah. is you know rock solid business in the middle of this horrible time. Yeah, DC United gets a cut of the the wagers too, which is which is funny because I saw in the chats, oh, easy money, just bet DC United to lose. All y'all would have lost money today, just <laughs> letting you know. <laughs> I would not bet Except for the team. I'll say it either way, the team takes in the money. Yeah. <laughs> Look out for our new DP sponsored by FanDuel. <laughs> well, and I appreciate seeing it as a, you know, a Company that appears much more legit than like a, a Flow Sports. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, we've all heard of FanDuel and uh, been around the scene for a while. So, looking forward to seeing what they've got going on, and uh, looking forward to getting back in the stadium at some point and doing our shows from wherever we're going to do it, whether it's uh, from the sportsbook or wherever we can uh, make it work. Yeah, and FanDuel actually has an app that functions on Android, which inherently makes it better than Flow Sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's yeah, next? Tonight was Sustainability Night. It was Sustainability Night. Yeah, we learned that um, Audi Field is the second cleanest stadium in um, MLS. Um, I, I got to assume behind Seattle's stadium because uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they basically just I think like they're, they're carbon neutral. Yeah, I really think they just like pull out all the pollution from the air actively. That's what they have their staff doing. Um, but you know, it's <laughs> it's great to hear. You know, you hear a lot um, about the taxpayer money that went into this stadium um, and how DC United was able to get this stadium to remain in DC. Um, so I think it's really great that it was um, created kind of with that forward thinking mindset um, with all, I don't remember exactly the number, but there were so many like solar panels um, on the top of the stadium. Um, so I love it. You know, we need the earth to stick around. So <laughs> I appreciate it. You should have sustaining their chance to, to, hey. to qualify for the playoffs here. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> Looking around the league, we we went deep on this a couple weeks ago, and uh, and and backtrack city. The supporter shield is back uh, oh after all the 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 fan unrest. People were very upset. Yeah, they brought it back. It's a thing. The trophy's gonna be handed out again. Everybody except for me is happy. I think. No, neither am I. I mean, I disagreed with. I mean, listen. <laughs> It's never been a balanced schedule ever in MLS, right? Um, you always played some teams more than others, so it was a little bit of a wonky trophy anyway. You throw in this season where you don't play, or at the beginning of the season when you weren't supposed to play two teams at all, was it two or three teams? Um, you just weren't going to play them. So uh, at that, I was like, all right, writing off this this trophy. Um, I really think Toronto just kind of threw a little hissy fit, and they were like, oh, okay, yeah. Which, I mean, if Toronto wants to get this shambolic trophy – um, for playing wow. Montreal and Vancouver <laughs> 800 <laughs> times this year, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> they're clearly they're I mean, they're the best team in Canada, right? That plays in MLS, and that's not up for debate. So the fact that they just got to play Montreal and Toronto, uh, Montreal and do that. Vancouver 12 I, times. I don't know. I think I think Philly might be might be taking it now. Philly's the best team in Canada. Oh, you mean just taking the trophy? The, the shield. The shield. Yeah. 
I don't know. I just I mean, Columbus <laughs> kind of knocked out of the conversation after tonight. Uh, hey. back. You're welcome, uh, everyone. So. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with giving them a trophy. It's whatever. You know, it's the only trophy that the Red Bulls have won. So, uh, already shampooed. I'm teasing. It's, I mean, it's a, I, I love the trophy otherwise. Um, I agreed, obviously, with the decision not to award it. They decided to backtrack that. Whatever, we're winning the MLS Cup, so it doesn't really matter. Wow, Sam went from like, hey, we're going to get into the playoffs, and now we're winning the MLS Cup. This Kevin Paredes is... told us he was bringing one to D.C. I just didn't realize he meant this soon. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, hopefully Kevin's got a number of years left in the black and red, so it doesn't, it doesn't have to be this year, but we'll take it. Can. it can. I'll take many I from him. I just wish we could be there for it. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other side of the coin. It, it, you almost wish, like they could work out a deal where we could get like, you know, 3000 people or something in the stadium for the final game. You know, if it's, if it's a, you know, win and in type situation, if they could get everybody spaced out, like, ugh, I think it's just going to hurt that much more now that it, you know, the games mean so much and we're, we're stuck at home. But... I mean, if you ever needed more of a reason to wear a mask, like and make your friends wear a mask, right? It, <laughs> it, it's really up to the city. DC United would love to have people in the stadium. It's really up to the city um, and DC United or DC, I, I believe, is, is trending at least better than a lot of other places in this country are. So just keep encouraging everyone to be safe, and who knows what we're going to be able to do in the future, right? It's a crazy year. And feel free to call the city council and tell them your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, hey, the, the last note we have here uh, around the league is the, the rookie of the year is no more. It's now the young player of the year. Uh, which allows international players under 22 to compete, and I think opens the door for all of us to debate what constitutes a young player. <laughs> I, I, it's it's interesting. I'm glad they moved to it. The the super draft is so limited now, uh, and this follows more what they do in like the Barclays Premier League. They give away a, a young players league. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you uh, couldn't have done both though, right? Well, then you could have yeah. someone winning both technically. Uh, well, I think a, you just say you can't win both. Uh, that's kind of redundant, uh, but this lines it up for Kevin Paredes to win it next year, uh, being the young player. I mean, no, he's got Sam's vote, but I'm I'm pretty sure he'll gain a couple more next year. Right? How do we become a media ballot? <laughs> How legit do we have to know, be man. for that? Moses put in a 10 minute plus stoppage time shift tonight. <laughs> he was had like phenomenal. Seven key fouls committed against him, which was just outrageous. You're right. Uh, I think if he had played any more in that game, you know, he would have been a pretty good man in the match shot. I think it's hard to give it to him for such a little time that he played, but he, he really came out. He was flying. He was doing the work for this team, which, which you love to see, which again, just goes back to what Dave Johnson was saying, you know, that, that these young kids are, are rising to the moment. And we've been saying that too. So. You love to see it. MLS Cup. Man. Yeah. And I, I love having, you know, this award actually kind of line up with our priorities moving forward. You know, one of the things they negotiated the CBA was additional slots uh, costing less against your DP and cap structure for guys under 22. It was kind of silly that a guy coming out of college could count as a rookie, but, you know, somebody that you had brought in from abroad didn't. And it, it was a strange. Yeah. Yeah, and I think our our, our last note uh, of the week obviously is 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 the reminder to, to, to get out the vote. Um, you know, early voting is open in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia right now. It actually ends on Halloween 
in Virginia. Um, and of course, election day is less than a week away, which I don't know. It still feels like May to me, <laughs> the way this year has been going. But uh, November 3rd, of course, is election day. So don't forget to, to get out and vote. But before we get to election day, DC United three wins in a row 10 points out of the last 12 available they play again against new england on sunday that's at 7 30 p.m in their uh, penultimate game of the season so we look forward to chatting with you guys then what did i miss guys i think you got it i, I just want to know what's the fastest t- a team has gone from the bottom of the power rankings to the top because we did two more wins <laughs> going in the playoffs we gotta be we gotta be top of the power rankings Vamos. Top. no <laughs> Five. Nashville went from like hating on us for being excited to like. I know what a flip. We need Dave Johnson to call in all the time. Also, probably every day of your life, like the way that you just flipped your mentality. I love it. We all need Dave Johnson's positivity. Well, listen. If you're still hanging out with us tonight, um, thanks for for spending your evening with us, celebrating with us. This has been a, a, a ton of fun. Um, if you could, if you're not already following us or liking us or subscribing to us, all those things, please tell a friend uh, about the show. We love continuing to grow our little community here, and and uh, and, and you guys make it so much fun to to talk, especially after these wins. So uh, let's let's do it again on Sunday. Sounds good. It's been good. tried and true. The DC United Post Game Podcast presented by Heineken.